Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So like, what the hell? Why, why are you on a spiritual path? Huh? Do you have a, a solid why? Is it clear in your mind? Or are you just tired of uh, um, anguish and, and struggle and depression? And I mean, would you rather have a stairway to heaven or like an escalator to nirvana? Do you think enlightenment's going to just solve all your problems and that'll be that? You'll just kick up your heels and and reality won't apply to you anymore? Why? Why? Why this, this spiritual journey thing? I mean, spirituality is a huge genre of late and uh why 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 is spirituality coming around so strongly in the collective consciousness it's a i think it's a curious thing that we're coming out of uh a storyline a collective storyline here on planet earth that has been some really tough stuff um my father was a vet in world war ii and to see the anguish that was impaled that the horror that was impaled on his soul in a very short period of time and yet he never he never had an opportunity to move through the pain and the anguish. I can't, there's no, I don't even pretend to comprehend what kind of um, uh, horrors that war inflicts upon our our ancestors. And, and we've had war and anguish in coming to our households for generation after generation after generation. If your soul chose to incarnate here on Earth, I mean, wow, a karmic tsunami. But if you're here now, I have to say you're a you're a mean ass I say that in a good way, you're a nice ass psalm bitch soul. You've you've taken a very challenging course in what it means to be a human being. A calm sea doesn't make a skilled sailor ever. If you incarnate as a soul on some planet somewhere where everybody's flipping Jesus or a Jesus equivalent and it's love, 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 what the hell is there to learn? What the hell? Yeah, hell. (laughs) 
we as souls collectively chose to go into the darkness and load our psyche full of crap and karma lessons, um, sometimes it feels like crap, but it's it's really a, it's lessons our soul has chosen. And the way out of the, the darkness, the, the way out of the pain, the way out of the struggle is... I think something that our hearts are yearning for now. What an incredible time to be alive when the collective consciousness of a planet decides to evolve at, 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 a, at a pace, at a rate that is perhaps unheard of in the history of history. And here you are now. When we wake up our consciousness, we open up our awareness. We're a soul. The day you were born, you didn't have an ego to speak of, but your soul was there. Well, even before you were born, your soul was there. Your soul was there day one. Your soul is here now. Your soul will be there with you on your deathbed, and your soul will continue on. The continuity of your consciousness is assured. You're safe. You're safe. You're safe. You're untouchable by the intention of the human persona. I'm excited for tonight's show. The topic tonight is Spirit Speaks. And our guest tonight is Michael Mayo. We're going to bring Michael on in just a minute. A lot of times in our culture, the the ability to see beyond the physical realm, uh, you can think of that as an oracle or a, a psychic or... Um, we're living in very powerful times. This show has been going on for 12 plus years and um, it's amazing what we can talk about, what we have talked about and how many people are interested in learning new aspects of this this body thing. We all have a body, this this, this persona, this sense of self this physical experience. And as we evolve, we're going to turn on, we're going to turn on a lot of our awareness, our psychic awareness. And this would be unheard of just decades ago to to take a such a a direct look at um, what this human genome, this human persona is capable of. And that's the whole jest of this show is is growing who you are, growing your sense of self. I think we should get to it because time tonight is a slippery little fish, little sucker. Um, again, the topic tonight is Spirit Speaks, and our guest is Michael Mayo. To discover how and why evidential mediumship or waking or uh, 
turning on our awareness works and learn to apply these methods to our own work with spirit. Michael Mayo's book, Spirit Speaks, helps you cultivate your skills, the sense of subtle energy around you, and promote healing in yourself and others. You will also discover the history of mediumship and learn about ethical considerations and gain an understanding of grief. That's that's spot on. In addition to debunking myths about mediumship, Michael shares essential concepts that consistently yield affirming results. With Michael's practical approach to evidence-based mediumship, you can build a reliable connection to the spirit world, our, our more natural self, the spirit side of things, the spirit world, and develop an authentic abilities that have always been within you. Our guest Michael has been studying mediumship for more than 15 years. He created his own online school, the Oak Bridge Institute, where he teaches progressive foundational mediumship courses to students all over the world. He has also taught through the Shift Network. You can learn more about Michael at MediumMichaelMayo.com. Join me in welcoming Michael to the show. Michael, it's so nice to have you on the show. Hi, Les. It's really great to be here, and uh, I really enjoyed listening to some beautiful points you made in your opener. I'm just very, very excited to have this conversation tonight. Bravo. Me too. Well, I was excited to have you on the show. Um, Long-time listeners uh, know that um, we don't we don't uh, typically have the the psychic call-in show that's real common when we talk about psychic abilities. What I really like about your work is to help people discover their own their own psychic abilities that might have been dormant in their persona and so I'm I'm very delighted to have you on the show tonight. Now when we talk about um psychic abilities it, it is uh, psychic abilities inherent in all of us? I mean it is it a fundamental aspect of being human? I would say so, yeah. I, I am a strong believer that um, there's nothing special about me being a psychic medium. Uh, that is a skill that I learned and developed. And that uh, I think, you know, back in the day, they used to really say, you know, mediums and psychics, they're born. You have to be born with some sort of gift. But in my experience and, and what I have seen, I actually don't believe that to be the case. I think that because you're a spiritual being having a human experience, all you're learning to do is to quiet the thinking mind so that you can become aware of more of what you already are. And it's that part of you that's connected to the spirit world that allows you access to what some people might call the extrasensory perception or mediumistic abilities. So I absolutely think that anyone can do this. Well, then... How is it that we um, lose it or never find it? Or, I mean, 
I, I would think a lot of people don't consider themselves psychic at all. What happens to us that disconnects us, if you will, from these uh, capabilities? I think it's less so much of a disconnection. I think it's more so uh, not paying attention to the stimulus that's already there. So I think that because of the way that we're brought up, we're raised in our Western culture, because in other cultures, intuitive and psychic abilities, mediumistic abilities are come much more frequently. But in our culture, you know, we're, we're not really taught ever how to become still, how to become quiet, how to become receptive or passive. And that's really the cornerstone as to what is keeping people from becoming aware of their mediumistic or psychic uh, awareness. So it's not so much of a cutting off or losing. It's more so of just not having trained your awareness to, to notice it. But I, I would also say, too, um, most people have some level of intuition or uh, connection. The most common thing you see is people knowing who's going to call them right before they do, or you hear stories about people getting a sense or a feeling about a loved one that they know they need to commit, come in contact with, and then they do, and they're like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you, right? So there's already ways in which our intuition, our psychic ability is being used. It's just perhaps we don't fully know or recognize that that is something pointing to your own capabilities. Right. Well, um, the, the, a lot of times psychic ability is thought of uh, like um, being aware of events before they happen or um, uh, hearing your angels or guides uh, what, what are the different modalities like clairaudience, clairvoyance, as as it relates to being, quote, psychic, unquote? Yeah, so uh, what you're speaking about, you know, are the psychic faculties, the ways in which we perceive spirit or, you know, the spiritual world or psychic awareness. Uh, and they kind of correlate with our senses that we have. So clairvoyance is clear seeing. Uh, clairaudience is hearing, clairsentience is feeling, claircognizance is a sense of knowing. And these are the skills that you will use regardless of whether you're connecting to a loved one in spirit or whether you're connecting to just what's happening here and now. Psychic, you know, has so many different definitions as to what we could call psychic. And I think it kind of gets, you know, mixed up and used more of as a catch-all. But there are different divisions in in what we would call psychic past present future that sort of thing is is a part of it but really psychism is about reading energy so it's about reading the energy of nouns as i like to call it people places and objects so we can discover you know things happened in the past with an object that's psychometry present or the future right uh we can do that with people we can do that with places so it's really, psychism is a very flexible and sort of fluid word that means a lot of things to a lot of different people. So when we start to break that down, we really discover which thing are we talking about. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, a lot of guests on this show have, have talked about um, having psychic awareness from the day they were born. And oftentimes kids will say they're they're playing with their invisible friends, so to speak. 
Did did you always have your your psychic abilities, or is that something that came later in your life? I did not always have my psychic abilities. Um, I I I'm pretty proud of that fact <laughs> because I think so many people <laughs> do talk about how you know oh I had floating heads in my you know room as a child and it was my grandma or I had you know things you know happening with visions and, and all these things. I didn't have any of that. I had a completely normal childhood uh, in that respect. And um, I actually didn't know I was a medium until a medium came to me, or I went to a demonstration of mediumship, stumbled into it, and uh, the medium came to me during the demonstration and said, you're a medium, you need to start developing, and one day you'll be doing what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I was surprised, uh, but then I went <laughs> to my first development circle and, you know, got the person's name and how they died and when they died and relationship and personal details. And it worked, you know, and I was like, oh, I guess that guy was right. And then I uh, went to my next uh, class and I got nothing. I went to my next circle. I got absolutely nothing. The next week, nothing again. Uh, and that began my, my kind of desire to figure out how does this work? How did I get it to work the first time and how do I get it to work again? So, yeah, I, I, I did not start off with those abilities, and it's something I absolutely trained. So you have your natural-born mediums, ones that experience these things from a very young age, um, and psychics, uh, and you also have people who are older. But to just add on to, to that point, I actually believe that that's a very natural thing that occurs just because in children, right, because a lot of people have these experiences as children. And I tend to notice that, I think it's because, in my experience, because the children don't have a fully developed prefrontal cortex or self-identity, and because what I teach adults how to enter into this state of awareness is to actually get rid of that analytical, critical thinking mind so that they can become aware of more. So I think children just naturally are more aware because the lack of that sort of prefrontal cortex sort of development. So... You know, I think just because someone had some experience at a young age doesn't necessarily mean anything more magical than someone who didn't have that experience at a young age. I think we all can learn this. Wow, I like that. So after you were told you had these gifts, you had a session or whatever, and and you hit the mark, and then the the next several sessions you came up empty. Um if you were to go back in time and coach yourself after a couple of sessions of coming up dry, I mean, and and I, I ask this for the listener, how how do you experience it? I mean, um, as a sensory experience, since you came into this later in your life, how would you go back and describe it to yourself when you when you weren't having the uh, success you were expecting? Uh, I I I guess it's a matter of explain. I would explain to 18 year old Michael because that's how old I was when that happened. <laughs> uh, I would go back and and say to him, "Listen, you're trying now. The first time that it worked, you had no expectation." You had no desire for an outcome, and you had nothing to compare it to. You weren't distracted by pressures or that you should achieve something. 
And when we remove desire, distraction, and expectation from this work uh, or any sort of mediumistic or psychical awareness, it works. So that very first time, I was just kind of going, I don't know, let's see. And that's why I was able to experience it. Then after that, I had something to compare it to. And that was then, okay, well, now I have to do something, right? It was my thought at the time. And that created tension in my work. And now I was trying and efforting. And had I known what I know now, (laughs) me, Michael, would have coached little Michael into making another link again with the spirit world by just inviting him to let go of the pressure, to let go of trying and, and efforting. Because, you know, you kind of alluded to the question of like what that experience is like. And the thing is, is that it's so natural. It's an awareness that sort of flows through you, not coming from you. And so whether you hear it, whether you see it, whether you feel it, you know, it's, it's an impression that you will experience through one of those senses that all you have to do is relay without trying to understand it, without trying to do something with it. Uh, and I think it's that sort of also confidence. You know, someone told me, I, you, you can do this. Go do it. I went to my first right. class and I did it, right? So I think right. confidence also plays a huge role as well. I like that. Well, the um, when... So, so with your psychic ability turned on, um, that answers all your questions, right? Now, life's a, a piece of cake. Every lotto ticket you buy is the winner, and and you don't have to make any decisions of your own because some other persona tells you what to do in every moment. I'm being facetious. Um, to To be psychically awake or aware... How does that play into your day-to-day life? Yeah, you know, one of the things that you learn when you go to develop your mediumistic or psychical awareness um, is to how to turn it off. And that is one of the most important skills, even more so important than turning it on. Um, And so my day-to-day life is just like everyone else's day-to-day life. Uh, except for occasionally I turn on my intuitive or psychic mediumistic uh, awareness. And in that, you know, hour to two hours that I'm working, um, that's the time where, okay, there's much more awareness. There's much more expansiveness in what my perception is. But otherwise, it's pretty mundane. I mean, I, I bet it would be nice to be able to say, oh, my goodness, you know, all those things that you just listed, my life is so peachy keen because I always know it's coming. <laughs> But unfortunately, uh, that isn't the case, and nor did I think it should be. You know, as you were speaking in your opener, which I loved, was why would we stay, why the hell would we stay in <laughs> peace and love all the time? Because uh, what would we learn, right? And right. I, I think you, you're hitting it on the head. Even though we can have awareness to support other people in their, you know, journey uh, spiritually, mm-hmm. we too have to go through our trials and tribulations just like everyone else, so that we can also evolve our own spirit, our own spirit. Nice. Well, um, th- there was a, a curious thing that we talked about on the show whenever, and it was about um, w- people uh, discovering their life purpose. 
and that some people go all the way through their life and they're and and they never realize their life purpose and we have this this fiery fierce free will i mean <laughs> humanity has been on eco overdose now <laughs> for several thousand <laughs> generations and uh and uh divine with a capital d says as it is you know the burning bush i am that i am that there's no judgment from what should i say the upper realms and when we go to um when we wake up to our spiritual journey and and we start to be interested in our quote spirituality unquote uh, our the purpose of our life i think is uh is a fascinating um narrative so to speak that our soul has chosen for us i've shared on this uh show many times when my heart first told me to write a book become an author my ego argued with my heart for like six years it's like write a book oh hell no i am some small town <laughs> kid from utah what the hell does anybody want to hear my yakety yak for when, so you're uh what I'm getting at is um, when you go, when you communicate with your angels, when you communicate with uh, uh, deceased ones, and then there's your higher self, your soul, to to communicate with your higher self or soul. From my perspective, is is an ability to stay authentic to who you are and not um, weasel out of choices, so to speak. Be, um, how many times have people gone to psychics not wanting to make a decision, not wanting to make a choice, just tell me <laughs> what to do kind of thing? How do you see the role of the higher self in in your psychic awareness? Yeah, I, I think that when we talk about things like the higher self, um, I think for me it is already what you are. I, I know that that might sound contrary to what other people might say, but like, yes, are we here living this very mundane, limited perspective? Yeah. But at the same time, you already have access to more, more of you, more of the guidance. And Sometimes we have those moments of clarity where we get to receive insight from that source potentially. Uh, but I, I don't see it as something that's separate from me that I need to either try to embody or be. I think that it's an unfoldment. I think becoming aware of your higher self or becoming aware of your authentic self, and uh, that is something that is a lifelong journey, I believe. And, and sticking to what, who and what you're meant to be. When, when we talk about the concept of purpose, to me, it's, uh, I don't know that if we think of it, oh, my life's purpose is one thing. I think we right, have sure. life purposes. Right. And, and oftentimes that purpose is just to experience, to be, right? To just experience whatever it is that we are meant to be here 
to do. I mean, we're touching and impacting other people's lives simultaneously. You know, they're touching ours. Um, even if we go to something inanimate, you know, like the environment, which in and of itself has, you know, movement and life and, and all of that. But we are impacting regardless of, you know, if we have like a role, for example, I'm a medium, psychic and, and a medium. That one might say that's a purpose of mine. But I also think a purpose of mine is to just be and love and care for other people. Right. And I think we all can find whatever that is you know, for ourselves. I don't think, I don't think if we look at it like there's one thing or there's one big thing. Uh, I think you'll miss it because it's your purpose is something you choose every day, every breath, every moment you're, you're moving towards that. And yes, maybe we don't all have a task that we feel like we're here to achieve, but maybe we're just using the wrong criteria to decide what your purpose is. Look around and see what's around you. Make an impact there. Right. Well, yeah, and I didn't want to uh, suggest that there's only one, uh, like, because I got cracked open like 25 years ago, and um, when I first started uh, getting inspiration, write a book, my my like I said, my ego was like, you know, no, normal is is fun. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I I have written books and then it says start a podcast and I start a podcast and I want to know I it my life is so much richer because I listened and and I know there's a, just a ton of stuff in the queue. Not that I have to be busy. Not that I have to do a particular. I mean, I'm not saying I I, I don't like the idea of the treadmill. We're here to work, 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 and I I would not agree with that. But in hindsight, um, my life is so much richer when I could teach my ego to understand that I don't have to um, I don't have to understand the why of writing the book, the why of starting a podcast. And so now when I get new inspiration, I don't my ego doesn't try to vet it as much. And I'm excited for the potential of the the vision my soul might have for what my life might be and i choose to um be a more cooperative open vessel for that kind of inspiration so i um i just find it fascinating that um it seems like the ego is the lowest common denominator the ego can tip the whole flipping cart over and and higher mind or higher consciousness says, you know, as it is, if that's what you want, you know. I mean, how how else do you go into darkness if you <laughs> if you ignore the the uh, higher wisdom or whatever, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I I really think you know, listening, learning to actually be able to discern what is the call is important. 
Um, because like you said, with the ego, it, it can lead you, you can feel a pull or a desire for something that isn't coming from your higher, higher, right, yeah. you know, yeah. self. And, it, it, and so I think one of the key things is learning, learning what, what is coming from that higher source. And I mean, that's kind of the whole, that's my whole kit and caboodle essentially of, of what I do, which is to teach people to learn to listen with their whole being, listen with their, uh, to their spirits, to the other worlds, to uh, helpers on the higher side of life, um, to hear and to accurately receive what is coming from them and you, your higher self, rather mm-hmm. than what our mind or our desires might want. And so what's awesome, what I'm hearing from you, is that you've been able to listen accurately. And, and I love what you said. It's, it's enriched your life uh, by following that, that guidance, that uh, nudge in the right direction. And that's the thing is I think people sometimes are thinking it should be obvious or intense or oh so clear. But I right. think off, more often than not, it's a subtle it's a subtle pull. It's a subtle uh, softness. And, and I think that, or a naturalness, right? I also think that the, the other world helps to open the door and we just have to learn to walk through it. You know, I think sometimes people, they get so certain on, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going right, to work yeah. and I'm going to make this happen. And then, you know, the doors are closing and they're like, well, I just got to keep going and force it and make it happen and endure and I, and I personally have found that it's not been that for me. The, the, the way that I've just learned to roll through my experience is to learn to listen for the moment to act. Learning to listen when uh, I may have something that I would like to have happen, but if that door doesn't open, I don't need to prank it open. Uh, right. I can just allow myself to wait for the moment where it says, ah, this is the direction, and then flow with it. So, I don't know if I went off topic there, but <laughs> that's what's coming to there, there is no topic. There is no spoon. No I mean, <laughs> if we go out in the weeds, all the better. I mean, what the hell? So, I mean, so to open up your awareness, and now you're getting information from um, the etherical realm, so to speak. How do you vet? How do you know that the information you you get is um, is for you. I mean, is is there a, a metric or or some way to? Uh, I ask this because, um, like a lot of people, will channel other personas, other entities, and for me, uh, love or unconditional love will not put a like an iron fist down, like you have to follow me, you have to do this, you have to do that. How how can we vet our, um, as we open up our psychic abilities and, and these the, this information that, that comes in, how do you vet that information for its integrity? Personally, um, in my my opinion, I think that if you're trying to get information from some sort of higher guidance, other than maybe your own sort of instinct, your own intuition, your own connection to that higher source that is you, um, if you're trying to go outside of that, for me, it's important for you to develop 
your mediumistic or psychic ability in a uh, controlled environment with someone who knows what they're doing and can identify when we're working more from our thinking mind or our own desires um, versus when we're getting information from some higher source. And the way that I teach that is through what we call evidential mediumship, um, which is connecting specifically to departed loved ones. Now, that can also transfer to psychism and psychical work as well. But um, the idea is that you learn through doing and you learn through getting, uh, giving, providing evidence for what you're saying and then having a feedback from the person you're reading to tell you if that's correct or not. Because what you right. start to recognize is your yeses, when you get a yes from your sitter, that that makes sense, that feels a certain way. It comes to you in a very specific way. Versus when you get a no from your sitter, um, the person receiving the information, uh, that feels another way. And what you end up learning is what something feels like when it's coming from that higher guidance or from the spirit world or from wherever it's coming from uh, versus when it's coming from you or from your mind or from your trying. And it's that lesson in learning, at least this is the way that I do it, um, that teaches you how to tell this is coming from my mind and my brain versus this is coming from something bigger than myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, now I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the, in the listener's shoes, um, at least some listeners. If uh, a lot of times we're born into a family dynamic that is contrary to where our life goes. So if, if we're raised in a real staunch black and white, white picket fence household where psychic abilities is woo-woo or even perhaps considered uh, taboo or, or um, of the devil or whatever, and w- we've had that imprinting on us that it's not to be um, engaged, what... Um, what is the psychical landscape, to use a general term, um, to to uh, shed some light on what it's like to open up to the the psychic realms? Um, we we li- we live in the psychic soup, so to speak, twenty four seven of every single day of our existence. It's not like when we turn on our psychic abilities, we're going into a new realm. The realm has always been there. We're just awakening our awareness to that. How would you describe the psychic landscape, if you will? Yeah, so beautiful question. I think the first thing that I would say to someone kind of maybe coming from that environment is that our ideas about what, you know, psychic, the psychic landscape, so to speak, um, is comes from our media, you know, the movies and things that we've watched. Uh, it right. comes from our culture that we grew up in that has certain specific beliefs around what these things are. And it comes from obviously religion, right? And so these are the areas through which we kind of end up having assumptions or expectations about what that world might be like. And I I always try to plug this point in anytime I get a chance that there's absolutely nothing to fear from the spiritual world, from the psychic realm, 
uh, in any way, shape, or form. There's nothing negative, scary, bad that can harm you or would harm you. And I would try to put that out there first because most times when people are taught about this sort of landscape, you are told that there's something negative, scary, or bad that's going to happen to right. you. And, yeah. and I just try to first start with that, um, that in my, you know, 17 years in February, so now this month, um, of working with the other world, I have never not a one time experienced anything negative, scary, bad, evil, brought anything home, attachment, nothing like that. So I just right. want to really just lay that there first for people. Secondly, what I would say is that I view this whole work, like you just said, as um, you're already, you already are the thing that you're seeking. You're already in it. So really yes. all we're doing is we're acting like an iris of a camera and we're just opening our awareness to something that's already there. So whether you're aware of it or not, you're already having these experiences. They're already there. You're just not aware of them because your, your brain really loves the stubborn illusion that you are just this physical body. And it's going to keep making sure you think that so you survive. So as we start to open our awareness, what we discover is that there's actually an entire world of experience and, and of, of stimulus that exists that we just have been ignoring. Our brain has filtered out for us. And as you start to discover that, you, you, you really start to see psychism uh, and your mediumship awareness as a tool to experience more of the world. So everything starts to have a different feeling to it, right? So now when you're in a space, assuming you're open and sensitive, it has texture, it has feeling, it has something to it versus before where it just felt like neutral air. <laughs> or right, yeah. when you are interacting with people, you start to become aware of more of their spirit or maybe you see beyond the words that they're saying and you start to feel more of what their real needs are or maybe um, that sort of thing. The other thing that I would say is a byproduct of being more spiritually aware is compassion for those around you. And you start to become more patient and compassionate for people and, you know, their part in the story because you realize that all of what we're doing is just such a, the stories we tell ourselves are such a small bit of our actual lived experience. So you start to have more and more awareness Really, that's the key word, I think, awareness that we're so much more than just this. And I think how that causes you to choose and, and live and be different in this world is dependent upon of, of, you know, how much you can cultivate that understanding, if that makes sense. Yes. Well, now, uh, we've got a little over 10 minutes left in the show. That time thing has been accelerated tonight. <laughs> um, sure has. We haven't really talked about um, mediumship square on yet in this conversation. Uh, and um, I mean, mediumship, perhaps you can ask the deceased Uncle Bob where he buried the gold. Um, <laughs> what, what are some of the myths of mediumship? Yeah, well, like I said before, that there are evil spirits or things that can harm you or that spirits are going to go home with you, um, that spirits haunt locations and places. I don't believe that there's consciousness there when you have something that is a haunting, um, that, you know, that you have to be born with, with this gift. 
because um, to me it's an ability, it's a skill, it's something you you develop, uh, and that you know th- there's you know something evil, bad, or scary about it, and that, that we need to be afraid in some way or cautious about connecting with the other world. I think those are some of the most common myths um, that that I often have to kind of debunk for people because I think people wanted to make this stuff spooky or woo-woo-y or right. um, yeah. special. And, and, and I always say mediumship is the perfume to the ego because you, you <laughs> spend your days, um, you know, having people tell you, you're amazing, you healed, you, you know, you helped my life, you, you took away my pain and my grief and all these sorts of things. And the thing is, is you didn't, you were just the messenger, right? That's like saying, you know, you get a love letter from your partner and then you kiss the mailman because he brought it to you, right? Like it's, it's, it's not that. It, I'm just the, the go-between, the middle person. Uh, I'm not actually doing anything other than learning how to be really good at relaxing and getting out of the way. So it's important for, you know, us to recognize that there's nothing actually special about a medium or a psychic you all can do this. This is this is an innate thing for you. You just have to learn how to. That's it. And if you have a natural ability, you need to learn how to use it. So I think whether you're born with this or whether it's a skill that you develop, uh, one needs to develop it regardless. Nice. Well, now uh, you said that uh, uh, people will... Um, when they experience a healing, how do how do you perceive um, psychically um, the modality of people being healed? Yeah, you know, I think it has everything to do with um, the core of, of psychism, which is energy. Um, people, what people, what you start to recognize when you have more of a sensitive awareness or, you know, psychic awareness is that everything is energy, as you hear people say all the time, and that there's emanations that come from people, um, from objects, from things. And what we learn to do is we learn to work with that energy. So whether that is in the, you know, physical healing, right, where you can do physical uh, energetic healing. I've done some amazing healers in my, in my time. Um, or whether you're doing, you know, emotional healing, mediumship and psychic awareness, that is the backbone of it. So it's about us learning to sense and perceive the, the loss, the pain, the whatever disruption, disease even, if you will, uh, that is within people and allowing either, you know, our own awareness, our own understanding, our own energetic faculties to support that in someone else or letting um, spirit helpers, spirit guides, spirit people, loved ones on the other side provide messages or energy work whatever is necessary to support that person in their healing process. I like that. Well, 2020 was kind of like the proverbial cart tipped over for the whole slipping (laughs) collective. Um, When, when you, uh, when you work with people, do you see new um, ailments or attributes in in their psyche or persona as a as, I mean an uptick or an upsurge of of these types of things in people uh, 
from from the 2020 experience? What I would say is I see more awareness, more self-awareness. And and what I mean by that is that people are actually all of that caused a great pause for a lot of people. And for the first time, for many people, they had to actually sit with themselves and become aware of the muck around them. <laughs> and I think that that caused them to search for something more. So what I've really noticed probably more than anything is people's willingness and openness to this kind of work, this kind of thing. I can't tell you how many students of mine began, you know, they'll say, oh, my, my spiritual awakening happened in 2020 right, with the pandemic and everything. And it's because they had a chance to become still and sit with themselves and and become aware that, wait a second, there's more, right, because our mortality was also in question there. And that's one of the biggest things that tends to bring people into the line of work that I'm in um, is is realizing, wait, there must be more. So I would say that it's, it's a combination of having to face oneself and then also mortality, you know, and trauma, uh, is, is largely connected to mediumship and psychical awareness. Uh, and so I'd say that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. Um, and, and anytime we can have more awareness, we see, we see greater spiritual, spiritual awakening, so to speak. Right. Well, now, if I'm listening to this show and it's like, well, damn, I want some of that. I mean, what what's the... Uh... Um, because like you mentioned, movies and whatnot kind of uh, corral our, our imprinting about what psychic abilities can do for us. What are some of the um, myths as far as, well, when I become psychic, my life will uh, never be difficult again. When I become psychic, I'll never, you know, um, have something bad happen? Well, what are some of the perhaps wrong reasons to pursue awakening your psychic ability, if that makes sense? If you're doing that for, you know, sort of reasons, selfish reasons, like you want to be able to, you know, know everything that's coming for you or you're wanting to, uh, you know, impress people or wow people, with your ability of what you can, you know, you can know. If you're doing things for, uh, you know, just self-motivated uh, things in, in that way where you're sort of trying to feed the ego through your specialness, that I see, you know, people shoot themselves in the foot with that. Um, and they don't last very long in this kind of work because the reality is that it's not all peaches, you know, and cream. <laughs> like it's um, becoming more sensitive, becoming more aware can in some ways make things more challenging um, just because you are more sensitive. You do become aware of things that maybe sometimes you don't really want to know. Um, and you kind of just have to learn to be in an acceptance place of, okay, this thing will happen or has happened. Um, so I think it's, you really have to face yourself a lot too with this kind of work because it's also about your own personal development in combination with your spiritual senses. So as you become more psychically aware, you need to also be uh, developing your own personal, like psychological well-being and development. Um, because I think all too often we see people who, you know, spiritually bypass their personal mental health 
and just kind of become uber spiritual and live in, you know, hippie land. Uh, no offense <laughs> to hippies, love you guys. But, um, <laughs> you know, live, live out in, in the fields a little bit. And and that is not it. Like, it's not going to replace any kind of personal development or work that one needs to do. So to me, if anything, it's a responsibility. It's, our, it's a responsibility to yourself, responsibility to the spirit world, uh, and a responsibility to people who come into your care uh, as, as a person who's providing these services. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be lovely just because you're psychic now. Um, but what I will say is as you become more attuned to the spirit world, um, I have found that it caused me to have more peace in my life, it's caused me to have more compassion, more love, more empathy, uh, more understanding of other people, and that helps you to not be as reactive or bitter or, you know, aggressive or, you know, all these different things. So I honestly think that the fruits of the spirit are love, harmony, friendship, positivity. Uh, and so I do think that it, it can help relieve, you know, some of these things that we have, especially when you have a bigger picture, a bigger perspective, and more understanding. That's usually the antidote to a lot of our frustrations or pains, I would say. Right. Well, now, you have written a book, and uh, and you work with people about this um, realm, but you personally, before and after, um, how has uh, awakening your psychic abilities changed your life? Uh-huh. We only have like 10 minutes left for this, right? Are we giving this <laughs> um, let me count the ways. We should have started there. <laughs> um, so I'll give you the, I'll give you the short version. Um, my desire in my life from being a little kid, my first, one of my first memories is asking a family friend to teach me about God. I probably was like four or five or something like that. And so my motivation in my life has to been to understand what is God, what is source, what is this spiritual realm. And I tried on many hats and put on many belief systems and tried to discover what that truth would be. But so many things fell short of that process. And when I found mediumship and this sort of more psychic awareness, um, I found something that can give me evidence and provide me a tool to realize that the world, that there is some sort of objective reality to the unseen world, to the spiritual realm that exists, that we can be connected to and that we actually already are connected to. And what that did for me was remove so much of the fear, the finiteness of our lives. Um, And I feel that it helped me to be a better human because I recognize that what I do right now has long lasting impacts into um, the future, uh, the past, the present, right? All of these things. Uh, if for anyone who's familiar with your death experiences, you talk about the life review where you get to see how every little choice that you made uh, along your, along your way made a ripple. And I think the more that I recognize that my life and my choices make a ripple through sort of the, the ether, through time and space, uh, it makes me want to be really mindful about what those choices are, what those ripples, what those impacts are. And and my real hope is that I can 
leave this world in a better position than it was when I got here, that I might be able to add a little bit more love to someone's life that crosses my path or to help other people to find their own recognition of their divinity, of their eternal nature. That's, that's what motivates me. That's what drives me because it took me so many years to find something that really lit me up and helped me to recognize who I really am and, and beyond just this body and beyond just this time and space. So for me, it's my drive, it's my passion, it's my love to help light that light in other people so that they themselves can also discover what I found and continue to uncover uh, in my own journey in this life. So that's the short version <laughs> of, of, Beautiful. of how it impacted me. Very nice. Very well spoken. Bravo. Well, we've got a few minutes left. I want to make sure the audience knows about you, your book, or books. Um, do, um, do you do work in person? Do you work, do work online? If I'm the listener, tell me what services you have and how I can engage that, including your books and, and website. Yeah, so um, my book is called Spirit Speaks, um, and you can buy it on Amazon. Um, just type in Spirit Speaks, Michael Mayo, uh, M-A-Y-O. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can get it through there, or Llewellyn, which is the publisher. Uh, that's a book that I wrote to be able to just hand to someone and say, okay, everything you need to know about spirit communication, here you go. Um, and so it's great for anyone who's just starting out or has been doing it for some time, developing their mediumship, or even just want to have a better understanding of how to connect for themselves. Um, if you want to work with me, I teach uh, through my online school called the Oak Bridge Institute, uh, org is the website. And uh, here we offer weekly classes, development circles. We also offer um, events and workshops as well as progressive courses in uh, mediumship development, uh, psychic development, uh, and we're going to continue to to add more and more progressive courses. So that takes you from the beginning of, I don't know how to do anything. I have no awareness of anything at all. I don't even know if this is something I can do, to eventually, over a couple of years, uh, getting you to a more professional sort of level. So we're really proud of what we offer there. It's all about creating a safe and harmonious place um, full of positivity and upliftment, uh, as you learn and develop and understand yourself. Um, to work with me for a reading of some sort, you would just go to mediummichaelmayo.com um, to book a session. Right now I'm taking a wait list because that list is quite long. <laughs> so you'll have to uh, just email me if you'd like to be on that wait list. So those are the ways that you can work with me. Well, very nice. Time can really fly fast when you're having fun. Michael, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've, I have very much enjoyed this episode. Well, thank you so much, Les. And I, I love your way of, you know, just your, the way your whole show worked and the way you think and the things you share. Honestly, I, I took something away from tonight from you too. So thank you so much for having me on here. I'm truly blessed. Thanks. We've been talking to Michael Mayo, and the topic tonight has been Spirit Speaks, the name of his latest book. 
What fun. I mean, <laughs> was it Helen Keller that said uh, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all? It's uh, <laughs> it's it, it's such an exciting time to be alive. Um, I know there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of people are stressed and and uh, there's a lot of heartache and change going on. But but this is the tempest of of what forms us as uh, I mean, like I said. A calm sea never made a skilled sailor. We chose as a soul to come into such an environment to, I mean, if you can incarnate on planet Earth, and perhaps in a household that's the polar opposite of, quote, reality, unquote, and you can find love in your heart and then bring that love embody that love, personify that love, express that love in you, through you, as you. You're a flipping rock star, probably anywhere in the galaxy. Um, what, and and you can't have that opportunity unless you're in a flipping storm. Uh, and, and Earth is providing that for you right now. And here you are listening to the show. You're showing up for yourself. I want to applaud you, the listener, the reason we do all this. I want to applaud you for you uh, for showing up for yourself. You, you can't exhaust. You cannot exhaust your potential. You can't do it. I double-dog dare you to exhaust your potential because – now and now and now, forever, you can get new inspiration, new dynamics, new vectors, new possibilities, which lead to new outcomes. How cool is that? You're never stuck. Your mind might feel like it's in a rut, but you're never stuck. Yeah, I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Thanks for sharing this time with us. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.